Welcome to the State of Charge podcast, fun weekly inspirational podcast to help keep your spiritual batteries recharged. <laughs> we are your hosts, John Mann and Matt Swartz, and we are excited in this season five to be looking at biblical characters, and we've got a good one today. Yes, we do. You know, last uh, last week we talked about David. Yep. Low-hanging uh, fruit, let's be honest. That's like, right. That, that was, yeah, that that was, was low-hanging fruit. You know, and I, I, you said that last week, and I was like, well, Daniel kind of might be that as well. Yeah. But but then again, maybe not. I mean, I'm thinking of the Sunday school, you know, right. Daniel in the lion's den, and Shadrach and Meshach in Abednego, and there's, so, so those are just some things that kind of stick in mind when you look back on some of the the lessons you've had on Daniel, but there is a lot of meat there. So that I just I've need to let you know really right now, the moment you said Sunday school and Daniel, this old did it bring Sunday like this, school song this? just came back in my mind, which shows that I'm over 50 years old. Dare to be a Daniel. Never heard dare it. Dare to stand alone. No? Okay. Never. But I do. Hey, there was for a- those of you out there that are over the age of 50, remember the 60s and 70s in Sunday school. That's right. Sunday school. There was a thing that my dad used to always say before uh, bedtime, and he was, he'd be like, Shadrach, Meshach, in a bed we go. <laughs> Wow, that's a dad joke. Yeah, right. That is that, a great A classic dad joke. Brought back some memories there when we were looking here in, in Daniel this morning. So, Matt, you know, you and I have um, been in ministry together quite a while, and we actually got to serve together at a church on we did. on staff. And, you know, my, my role there was to be sm- the small group pastor, and so that's like ingrained in my study is like, how do I turn this kind of topic into a small group study or a lesson, right? I mean, no, that's just kind of how I think. That's cool. So I'm going to start off today with a little icebreaker. Oh. And I'm going to ask Dude, you, a, I'm, I'm, I'm like, going to ask you a question here. Oh, I love All questions. Right? Anybody that knows me knows that that's, a, that's like crack cocaine for me, man. All right. So a little bit of, um, I mean, I am not a Bible scholar at all. So, but just a little bit of history here. Daniel is in the middle of the exile yep. where they, they, Jerusalem has been conquered and the Jews have been spread all over, you know, yep. Babylon and Persia and, and everything like that. And so they are slaves and they are not treated well at all. So the question that I have for you as we begin to look at Daniel is when have you ever felt like a foreigner? Oh, wow. The first thought that just literally jumped in my mind is when I went into the army, <laughs> like, like literally, like I am out of my depth, uh, for, for three reasons. One is I was never the most physically fit, like, uh, upper body strength and, and still to this day, like, I mean, compared to leg strength, upper body strength and, you know, so physically fit, like I, I was, I was going to struggle to meet the physical standards of the army because hmm. I just, I just wasn't strong, like in pushups and stuff like that. Uh, secondly is just as much as there is a, a, a value of God, it's a very anti-God environment, mm-hmm. right? It's anything that I held as a value was basically being slapped in the face. Sure. But the other one, the other part was just, it's the first time in my life I remember having asked myself if I actually had grit Hmm. You understand what I mean by that? Like, like determination. Like, it's more than just determination. Like, just this this grit of like I, I decide I'm not quitting. Hmm. Like, I, I decide that I'm 
the, I'm, I'm in this thing now. And, <laughs> and, and it was, it was, it was, it was an alien environment. I had never been pushed to that extreme hmm. any other time in my life at that point. Wow. Yeah, for me, it was kind of recent within the last two years, my dad and I went to India in November of 2019. Uh, and there has never been a place in my life where I've mm-hmm. met more like a foreigner. Yeah. Um, just not because of anything bad, but just because of how different, I mean, just driving down the streets, right? Yeah. Oh my word. There's it, it, just it, like it, organized chaos. You take and your I life in your own hands yeah, in India. It's yeah. crazy. You know, and there's so many different versions of um, belief structure out there. And then the next part of this question is, uh, let's see. Uh, when you found yourself alone in a strange city, what might you most likely do to compromise your faith? So that's a, that's a great question. Cause I mean, uh, for me, I've, I've faced that reality, uh, in more recent years, I, I made a commitment of, Hey, I, I, I don't travel alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's as much as possible. And, and if anybody's been listening to this podcast any length of time, my travel's not just domestic, it's international. Yeah. And there was this time, uh, I, I remember in Berlin where, I mean, the thought was very clearly in my mind of I'm here alone mm-hmm. and like I could really do whatever I want mm-hmm. and I would be the, I mean, and, and obviously God knows and the Holy Spirit, I think I get that. But like in my mind, there was this very real thought and that was actually a turning point wow. uh, in, in the early 2000s of I need to not be traveling alone. Like it, it was a mm-hmm. very real thought though of like I could do basically whatever I want. Yeah. That's, that's a precarious place to be in if you're not super careful about it, especially. Well, and, and that's, I think, you know, wisdom was to actually listen to that and to say like, Hey, I, yeah, I need to probably shift my, my travel habits. Cause if that thought's hitting my mind, yeah, that's something to probably pay attention to. So when we went to India, there wasn't really anything that, um, you know, I, I tried to do that was compromising, um, morally or anything like that, but we were certainly doing some things that the government probably didn't want us to do. Yeah, for sure. You know, meeting, um, meeting in, uh, large gatherings for discipleship and some things like that. So I think in theoretically, maybe we've been compromising some of the belief structures of that time. Um, but yeah, um, it was, that was, that was a crazy, crazy trip. Uh, maybe some topics for another podcast because there was some pretty fun. Well, we should talk there. about it after this podcast. <laughs> I love India, but it is everywhere you go. There's a billion people, so oh, it, it, it's yeah. it, it's it's overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. So here, Daniel has been a slave now, so he is in yeah. a foreign land, um, and he is in the midst of a very ungodly culture. Yeah. And yet he chooses to live a life that he does not compromise his belief structure. So, yeah, can we can we just for context, though, for people, we need to realize something as as because we look at Daniel in the character that he has, Mm -hmm. like he's following God, which means before uh, the exile, he was most likely following God Mm -hmm. through Jewish tradition. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so he was he was a good Jew. Yeah who was still exiled. So let, let's, let's be clear that um, we have to understand that even if we are righteous living in a culture, we are still impacted by the negative decisions, decisions of, of our others. culture Absolutely. and of others. And, and so this, this idea of like somehow I follow God and do everything and he protects me from all things. Daniel's yeah. in exile. 
yeah. for sins that a nation committed by not following God. But he himself was actually keeping yeah. keeping Jewish law and tradition. That's interesting, right? Because yeah. like this idea of like if I do everything right, like God will let nothing bad happen to me. No, yeah. that's we, we so right off the bat from Daniel, we get yeah. this idea of like you can do everything right and still suffer the consequences from a culture that is not following God. You know, I'm glad that you said that because I think some of the studies that I talked that I read through about Daniel talked about how if you do the right things, God's gonna always bless you. Mm, right. Now there are certainly truths to that story, especially in Daniel's life. Right. But there's also some things that he had to go through um that I don't know if you and I would have the grit right to go through no, I agree because he was a you know he follow he he chose to follow the lord uh, according to his beliefs and what he felt was right you know and i, I think the other thing that that hit me is you no know, we we're talking about this right before we started recording we we don't know this for sure but mm-hmm. there's there's a high probability that, that that daniel was was turned into a eunuch yeah. right that Obviously, you've got these slaves, but they're going to be in high position in government. You don't want them, yeah. you know, getting sexually involved with, you know, your 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 people that are in high power. Um, so the idea of legacy, when if in fact this is what happened to him, that that's been removed, like what's your what's your motivation? Like your legacy yeah. looks different. Because, like, you know, it's not like, I'm going to live for God because I'm thinking of my future family. This guy was never going to have a family. Right. And actually, we see see no family in in the entire book of Daniel throughout this guy's life, which which lasted multiple kings. Yeah. So it's not like he just had influence with one king. Like, his, his influence extended multiple kingdoms. Yeah. And when we realize that this, this ideal in him of this is what I do... Because my legacy is not about just me and my family, but how I'm going to have an influence and impact on culture. Mm-hmm. And we see that later on in Daniel, how, how truly he does actually impact yeah. the, the, the king in an amazing way. Yeah. And one of the call-outs in this uh, study I was looking at is that the book of Daniel serves as a manual mm-hmm. for how to act and impact, for, and how to give an impact for God in a hostile and godless culture. Which... Is the culture we live in today. Exactly. And I think we have to begin to grapple with, and, and, and this is, I mean, this could be a whole other podcast in itself, but if, if, if you're not awake to the fact that the United States is moving post-Christian, mm-hmm. you, you probably have been living in such an isolation that, that you need to wake up, right? It's not this that we're not, a, we're no longer a Christian nation. We are moving post-Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the impact of that, which which we're seeing again and again in news stories every day mm-hmm. is it's not just that you're the faith that you hold as a Christ follower is just not being accepted. It's, it's being identified as a hostile element. Yeah. You know, as, as something that like, it, it's not just, we're not neutral anymore towards you being a Christian. Like we, we are actually hostile hmm. to, to that faith. Yeah. And and what does that mean to to live out our faith in a culture that's moving increasingly post Christian? Mm-hmm. And you talk about legacy, right? You know, Daniel was living in a culture where it was certainly not a not a Jewish or you know belief structure. It was whatever, whatever. A lot of gods and everything like that. Uh, he didn't have a family that he was going to be passing that tradition on to, right? right? You and I do when we live in a culture that is 
becoming post-Christian, right. you know, that's a big burden that's being handed over to our children, you know, as they grow and, and mature in their faith and, you know, Lord willing, continue to follow the Lord. But that's a big, that's a big plate so, that we're serving our kids, right? 150%. So I, and I'm thinking about this. So, uh, Right away in, in Daniel chapter one, we get this this picture of these guys have been brought into captivity, and there is a a ritual and a process of what they need to go through to be prepared to yeah to step into potential opportunities and positions of influence, right? Yeah, and and so one of those is 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 dietary requirements yeah. that, that the king has established. Yeah. Uh, so this is not a suggestion. This is a mandate right. of what these guys will eat. Now, here's the problem, right? The food isn't kosher. I mean, co- right. co- compared to Jewish law, which, yeah. again, this is where we get a clear picture that, that Daniel's not just a name-only Jew. Like, he, he's he's a Jew's Jew. Like, he, he's doing this. Thing. Yeah. He's honoring and following God. Yep. How easy would it be at that point to say, well, I don't have any control over my food. So, I mean, yeah. which again, now we, we live in a New Testament era where under grace, like sure. there, there is no food that's, that's off limits, right. right? But but in this point, as a part of his devotion to God, he looks at the situation. But you and, know, can I, I want to stop yeah, you yeah, go just ahead. for a second though. Yeah, I think that there was some, um, some spiritual elements to him there, but I also feel that he was acting on conviction. Well, 150%. And so there might be things that are okay for us because we do live under the grace and right. no food is considered unclean, blah, blah, blah. But if we're, if we've been convicted by the Holy Spirit of something, that's exactly it. And we go against that moral compass, then, then we're doing, we're sinning against God and ourselves. But that, that's, that's the, that's the point, right? Because so there was something that we tried to teach our kids when they were younger, and it came back to haunt me, by the way, but it's this idea of, like, it never hurts to ask, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so don't just sit there and say a no for somebody. Like, it yeah, never, the, no's, never, the no's already there if you don't ask, right? 100, 100%. And so here's, here's the thing is, in his mind, he could have just rolled over and said, like, uh, I'm, I'm a victim here, and, you know, yeah. this is, I just have to accept the food. But he's like, hey, I'm going to ask. Yeah. And, and I'm going to create a, a win-win scenario where, because, yeah. you know, for the guy that's, that's responsible over them, it's, it's his head, literally, if, if these guys don't come out, like, ahead of the class, like, mm-hmm. in this, right? Yep. But he creates a scenario where it's like, hey, let's do this experiment. Yeah. And, and, and if at the end of this experiment, we're not up to par, we will, we will acquiesce to, to the requirement that you have. Yeah. And, and and that's what I think is brilliant is he decides not to say the no on behalf of this guy, but he also finds a way to create a win yeah. in, in this situation, in this culture. Hmm. To, to me, that's, there's, when you look at Jesus in the New Testament, he makes this interesting statement is, be as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And, and again, he's talking in the New Testament about this reality of a hostile culture. Yeah. We could learn something from Daniel in this situation because, yeah. you know, even though Jesus would say that years, years later, yeah. that principle applies that Daniel was wise and gentle. You know, as I was going through and reading this, some of the things that were coming to my mind, it was, it was along these lines, almost, almost exactly. There were certain things. Now, he, he has been forced into a culture. Mm-hmm. We are slowly migrating into a culture, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's a much, 
he was really forced. He, he was a slave and he had to do these things. But yet he was very, very shrewd about it. Mm-hmm. Very discerning, very wise about it, and had a game plan. And one of the things that was really interesting to me is there were certain things that was required of him that he did not object to at all. Right. The training, the teachings yep. and their beliefs. Right. They even changed his name. We don't show any any opposition towards those things. Right. There are some things, however, that, that came up. And because I think he was so wise in the culture, the understanding, the education that they gave him, that he was able to say, hey, um, I, I can I can use that to my advantage. Yep. I think that there is a way for us as Christians to be, and we've all heard this phrase before, be in the world, but not of the world. Right. Right. I think that there are strategies that are involved that we really need to ask the Lord for our wisdom and discernment is, how do we be in this culture, take partake of the things of this culture that, you know, allow us wisdom and discernment so that when the time comes, we can use that to our advantage to then proclaim the name of Christ. Yeah. So Daniel lives out a principle his entire life, by the way, that I think convicts me more than anything else. And it's this idea of, you, you just mentioned this, right? Like he didn't just step into the studies of what was required of him. Like he excelled at it. Yeah. He was a consummate learner. Yep. Like his, his commitment to, to learning and growing mm-hmm. is, is in a large part, you know, hand of God, I acknowledge the hand of God, but that's a large part of his commitment to learn and grow increased his influence. So here's, here's the thing that when I look at this, this principle from Daniel of like, don't, don't stop learning, mm. like, like choose to, to engage in. And so yeah. we, we live in a, a world right now where the, the, the position you want to get into is the position of the expert. And mm. I don't think Daniel ever saw himself as the expert. I think he always saw himself as a learner mm. and, and, and that hunger to, to learn and grow. Um, you know, the older I get, the, the more books I'm reading each year, the more podcasts I'm trying to listen to, the more, like the more learning and growing because yeah. a, I'm trying to get my mind active because our I mean, bodies isn't, well, well, for sure. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm saying like, I, I'm going to do all I can to give senility a run for the money, right? Like to keep my mind engaged. But there's, there's also this idea of when we sit in a position of expert, we disengage. And that's what we don't see in Daniel because mm. he chose to live this lifestyle of a learner. Yeah. He continued to engage in that culture. The other thing too, that he chose to do is no matter where he was put, he always chose to be an influencer. Well, yeah, that's great. You know, yeah. and he did it in a way that wasn't, um, condescending or arrogant. Um, he, he didn't rely on his own knowledge. Uh, he certainly relied on the strength of the Lord, but in, in everything that he did, though, even though that was a godless culture and kings that robbed him of his heritage and even possibly his legacy, um, he still had the proper respect. Um, and I think that we could learn a lot from that. I think that there are probably leaders in our circles, of uh, in our areas of influence and in our lives and in our country where we don't have a, a, tr- a tremendous amount of respect for but they are in leadership, and they're not there because of accident. Everything that happens, the Lord has a purpose for. And I think that, you know, we need to we need to look at that a little bit and, and have the respect for our leaders, pray for them, uh, ask the Lord to come into their lives and, and to work some things that only God can do. 
And so that was, that was interesting to me as well. So one of the things that I think is interesting when we talk about that influence then, so, you know, of, of the, of the highlights of the book of Daniel, you know, we've got the, we've got the, these opportunities where Daniel has the opportunity to, to stand up against laws that would cause him to compromise. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting when we have the, the, the fiery furnace, Daniel is not listed in that story, right? So it's Mm-mm. just Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I bet we go. That's right. Yes. So here's the thing. Daniel's influence on these guys is the point that even when he's not there, like he, he already had exerted influence, right? In a yeah. way that had direct influence and leadership. I was just looking, uh, just even the influence he had with Nebuchadnezzar, yep. right? Uh, this, this, the influence is not just about his ability to correctly interpret a dream and, and to be courageous in a room full of cowards that are like, Hey, like, we're not going to, we're not going to touch. Cause if we get this dream we're, wrong, we're like dead, yeah. we're dead. Daniel boldly steps in and corrects it because he's like, Hey, I'm only going to give you the interpretation that God's giving me. So this is on God. So what, what does it look like to step boldly into something to say, God, this is on you. Like, I believe you call me to do this. I'm stepping into what you call me to do. And if you take my life, then you take my life. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but he boldly steps in because he has a confidence that God, you've, you've put me in this situation and, and I'm going to step up to the plate, mm. you know, especially in front of King Nebuchadnezzar where he, he gets it that like, if, if I do this wrong, I, I die. Yeah. But he steps up because his hope and confidence in, in, in not only knowing God's voice, but the confidence that it's, it's up to God to care for him in yeah. this, this moment of vulnerability. He, he really has an attitude of, I'm going to do what only I can do, and I'm going to trust yeah. that God's going to do what only Great God word. can do. Great word, yeah. You know, and I think that there's a really big lesson there to learn. The other thing I thought was really interesting is as I was going through this, um, it talks about Daniel and his friends. Yeah. And we know that that ultimately is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so they had influence over each other. And it makes me wonder uh, how much stronger Daniel's faith was because he had Mm. godly men that he could practice his faith out with. In the midst of this crooked and depraved world that he was living in, he had godly friends that he was able to live life with. I wonder what the story would be if Daniel had to do it alone. I'm sure it would be very similar because of his nature, but he didn't have to do it alone. God gave him godly friends um, to to be accountable with. There's a there's so much more research right now coming out about the significance of how relationships have the ability to rewire our brains. And how when we have those relationships and we're able to share our story, like truly who we are, mm. the just the, the impact on our brains is is ridiculous. And Daniel would not be like at all shocked by that. No. Because his reality is that um that 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 band of warriors, as it were, yeah. to, to use the HBO series name is that was his lifeline. Like, God, I got you and and I've got my brothers like that. That was huge. So the question I have for us, Matt, for today's podcast is, and, and to help us, you know, learn from Daniel and help his, he really does have a legacy. Um, 
lead, help lead our lives and so you know spiritually charge our lives and stay stay connected so in the midst of everything how do we learn to say yes to things that we need to say yes to and no to the things that we should say no to what encouragement would you give to people yeah so um by the way just even by that question which i love that question do we have the conviction that what we say yes to we're actually going to say yes to right that that I think we start by saying we, we need to be wise about what we do say yes to, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that the beautiful thing that we see over and over again in Daniel's life is that there was not this inconsistency of like, I, I'm this way here and then I'm this way here. Like, so I'm, I'm thinking later on when um, the decree is that you're, you're, only, you're only allowed to pray to the king. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete setup, right? Because yeah. the 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 other leaders that were jealous of him knew, like they knew his practice of prayer. Daniel wasn't hiding it. Like this this was yeah. this was a, a well documented practice of prayer. Right. And 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 in this, Daniel knows that that these guys that these guys are setting him up, but he doesn't change his ritual and routine. What he said yes to is like God. This this is to me a sacred space this is a thing i do because this matters to my faith and it matters in my relationship with you yeah i I think it's it's this idea of it's easy to say yes to something that's easy to say yes to right Mm -hmm. but what about what what you say yes to costs you Mm -hmm. and and how do we continue to live that out when Mm -hmm. the, the stakes are much higher um that's a challenge for me because you know even as i think about uh, you and I both did not get great nights of sleep last night for, for different reasons. Um, but, you know, for me, it's it's like, so I didn't get great sleep, but there are still some things that are important to my morning. Do I compromise on them because I'm tired? Or or do or do I make the decision of like, you know what? Uh, and, and by the way, just being tired, that that's nowhere near like the, 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 right. the, the issues that Daniel was facing. But, like, but you hey, still had to say yes to your morning to, ritual. You, you, you have to say yes to the things yeah. that I know, hey, this matters yeah. to me, and it matters because it's it's something that I'm consistent in. With with saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a you know, saying. Which, which means don't just play the, well, I'm not going to make a decision because that's a decision. Yeah. You know, Daniel said yes to doing his daily ritual was saying no to the decrees. Right. You know, uh, you saying yes to your morning ritual meant no to more rest. Right. Every time we say a yes, there's going to be a no somewhere. And so, you know, those are things that you have to make sure that your yes is saying yes to the right thing and and, and no to the wrong thing. And, And so accept the consequence of what your yes may mean. So oh, I've wanted to say this on the podcast. Oh, go for it. There's a phrase that my brother-in-law always says, and I love it. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so measure your consequences give, give, wisely. Exactly. <laughs> if so, you don't play so, stupid so, games, so, you're going to get so, stupid so here's, prizes. Here's, here's the reality of that. So uh, when, when I make the decision to step out of faith on something, you and I both have done major career shifts that were massive steps of faith. So that that's one thing we both really connect on where we had a good thing going and we stepped out mm-hmm. into something incredibly risky. 
and probably got challenged by people. I know I did. Like, why, why are you would doing you do this? That? Yeah. And it's like, because God told me to. Mm-hmm. Right. And then people look at you like you've got a, an eye in the middle of your head. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. But, but in that moment, because it wasn't just, and this is a mentor of mine named Don Parrott said, when, mm. I, when I was in this season of major transition, he said, be careful of friendly fire. Mm. Because when you decide to do what God has called you to do, don't be surprised that the people that hurt you are the by, closest. By, by, by well-meaning, well-intentioned th- you know, statements mm. that are going to be the antithesis of what God has called you to do. He's like, mm. be careful of friendly fire. Wow. And, and in that moment, when you take that, that step of faith, own the consequence of, God, I know your voice, and even if this is going to be difficult, I believe that you're in it. Mm. That, that's, that's the Daniel principle, right? Like, God, I, yeah. I know your voice. And just because I step into what your voice has called me to, I'm not going to expect it to be easy hmm. because you're calling me into something that's about that's about my process. Like the processes for me, um, yeah. we're, we're in the process of, of buying a house right now um, in in like an absolutely horrible market to, to buy <laughs> to buy a house. And people are telling us right now, like, what are you thinking? like? What are you thinking? And it's like, but this is what God has called us to do. Hmm. And, and 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 in that. I have to be okay that my journey is not their journey. So it's, it's not up to me to explain it to them or for right. them to understand. understand it. Yeah. But God keeps telling me back again and again and again. I just wrote it this morning. It's like the process is for me. Hmm. The process is for me. That's what we see in Daniel. That yeah. the process was God doing something in Daniel that would have a reverberating effect on the lives of people around them. You know, kind of to end on a cliche here, but really Daniel is an example of that. You bloom where you're planted. Yep. You know, yeah. God is going to use you no matter where you're at. Don't use your circumstances. Don't use your comfort. Don't use the culture around you as excuses. Yep. You know, choose to bloom where you're planted. And wow, see, that's going to be a great segue to next week's episode as well. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. That, that theme is going to come back in the next week's episode as well. It will. Yeah, totally. Well, Matt, hey, appreciate you doing this with us. For those of you that are listening, this is the State of Charge, po- State of Charge podcast. Oh, my goodness. And we come to you every Wednesday. If this was encouraging to you, please let us know. Please share the podcast. And we thank you so much for listening today. And we would challenge you to go and pick up the Bible and read through the book of Daniel and see what his life would teach you. Thanks for joining us today.